0: So, the Illinois State Senate is off this week, but the Illinois House, they're back in session. So, they've got a whole bunch they got to do before April 8th. Uh, and we'll obviously be uh, keeping you updated on all of that and more. Uh, so, stay tuned right here on WMAY. But to talk a bit about some of the things that are going on. At the Illinois State House and beyond, State Representative Tim Butler joins us here in studio on the WMAY Morning news feed. Representative, thanks for taking time. How are you,
1: Bishop? Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Maskless Monday, and happy Maskless I don't think Monday. That, I don't think the Illinois Senate's ever in session. I don't, you know, I don't pay attention you know, to them. So you know,
0: it's one of those things where I was looking at the calendar and I'm thinking it's just going to be, you know, uh, the, the pedal to the metal all the way to April eighth, and then I saw the Senate was out. Senate's off and, out. Yeah.
1: All right. There's fine, been I a guess. couple of these weeks where we're in, they're out, vice versa, but we're. Right. I think the house is in session uh from now until April 8th. Yes, right. yes you guys yeah. are. Right? Right. Uh,
0: including some Fridays. And yep. then uh you're also in during the uh Lincoln presidential half marathon, which That's
1: <laughs> uh that is that weekend and I actually have some uh so you know I don't know if you know my background and I hate to get off the top, but you know, sure. I designed that course. I was oh, the wow. race director of I the half marathon for a long time, very involved with the Road Runners Club. And I actually have talked to a couple uh House members who are thinking about running it, so you know that would be Kind of fun to see him run the half marathon. And then
0: uh, go into the (laughs) The chamber while they're like, you know, spaghetti legs and stuff. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Um, Friday, of course, you guys were in session, but after session, it was just a gavel in, gavel out type of day. Yeah. Uh, you guys went down to the Blue Room, you and uh, State Representative Tony McCombie and D.M. uh to talk about this uh, pretty explosive Better Government Association report uh, about the governor's blind trust and some investments. Uh, for people out there who don't know what blind trusts are and uh, the governor's relationship with this, uh, give us kind of the overview of what uh, the BGA found.
1: Yeah, first of all... When when, when an organization like the BGa comes out or with a report like this, I mean, it's pretty serious. This isn't just some you know uh, partisan group or anything like that. This is a very uh, well known uh, nonpartisan group that investigates things like this. And you know the governor, the governor with his enormous wealth that he has and the the investments that he that he has, um, you know, was told folks he was going to put his money into a blind trust when he came into the the, uh, the governor's mansion. And what we found out now is that you know, the His his you know what he said in the campaign or what he said going after he got elected was going to put this in the blind trust and make sure he doesn't invest in any um, companies that have business with the state of Illinois. Now what we come to find out through um, some of the things that have been released through the economic interest statements is the fact that you know his blind trust actually invested in in the largest Medicaid provider in the state of Illinois under Medicaid managed care Centene, uh, and that's that's a tremendous conflict of interest in in my mind. And I think the governor did not put the guardrails in place. Uh, for his trust to make sure that stuff like this did not happen. Um, and when, when his office was questioned about it, uh, they kind of deflected on it. And I thought it was surprising that the governor's official site spokesperson, this is something, something that happens under the governor's official office. I mean, it's his official job is the reason he has to put this in a blind trust. They deflected it to the campaign, which I find a little bit odd that the campaign would be answering for it. Anyway, you know, I, I, I think this is something where we need to continue to take a look at this. This is a huge, huge problem for the state of Illinois. It wraps like I said in Friday wraps entirely around ethics reform that we've really talked about for several years now and the fact that the governor you know even though it's a blind trust and by the way, the blind trust is run by his brother in law so who knows what the conversations are going on you know at family gatherings and stuff like that but you know, we need to make sure, like other states do, that you can invest. I mean, it's, it's the statute that you can't invest. So the people running the, the trust would know that they can't invest in this kind of stuff. And obviously, that did not happen in this case.
0: We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, uh, getting reaction to the Better Government Association report that came out on Friday. Uh, is Centene the only one that we have uh, concerns here? There
1: or? was there was another uh, company that does business with a, a railroad company that does business in with the state of Illinois uh, that, that was mentioned in the report as well. So there's there's two companies, but obviously Centene was the largest. They have a, over a $2 billion contract with the state of Illinois. And, and it was reported in the BGA report that the governor's administration intervened on the federal level to ensure that Centene wouldn't violate any antitrust laws with this whole situation. So they were actually advocating for um, you know the position of trying to get Centene to to give him this contract. Again, I don't you know did the governor do anything illegal? I, I you know who knows. I don't I don't believe so and just out the, but but there shouldn't even be these questions, I think. It really shouldn't be a question. And you know the governor's office might say, "Oh, he didn't have direct knowledge of this contract or what was going on. He's the buck stop with the governor's office. And he has people directly under him that report to him and talk to him every day that do have direct oversight of this stuff and do talk to him about these situations. So I think to say that the governor didn't have any direct input on the negotiations on this belies the fact that it's his administration that negotiated this this contract with Centene.
0: We also have the governor doubling the top 15 staffers in his office with his own wealth. Uh, and that's got uh, some questions raised as to where these individuals' loyalties lie with the taxpayers that they're working for or with the governor uh, that's uh, doubling up his uh, their salaries. Uh, what do we do about these things? Yeah. I mean, there's legislation you guys filed, but you're in the minority uh, party.
1: This is something that we've questioned since day one. This, uh, this company that the governor set up, uh, this LLC that the governor set up, to be able to pay his staff, to double his staff salaries out of his own pocket. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about... Public-private partnerships, you know, and how good they're. This is not a good public-private partnership. Um, if you're an employee of the state, um, you, you should you should be beholden to the people of Illinois for your salary, uh, in in my opinion. And if the governor wants to raise the salary of his top top staff, then come to the legislature and let's have that conversation. Instead, the governor has has you know you get paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars on the state side, you get one hundred fifty thousand dollars, or who knows what, because we don't we don't really know what happens in his LLC, you know, uh, and, and it's who you're right. Who are you beholden to? If there's an ethical situation that arrives for one of his top staff, um, are you going to blow the whistle on the governor or to or are you going to jeopardize, you know, the half of your salary that you're making or are you just going to keep it quiet? I think that's the kind of stuff that we need to we need to get away from in Illinois. Uh, I understand why the governor did it. You know, I understand why he did it, but it's, it's certainly something that I don't think we should be doing in the state of Illinois.
0: We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler, 747. 747- now, 32 degrees. I'm Greg Bishop. It is the WMAY morning Newsfeed. Um, representative, of course, we'll hear more about that situation. I imagine the governor's going to be asked about that. Uh, he's in Chicago later on this afternoon, but, uh, obviously he's also going to be asked about masks. Uh, an interesting kind of about face Friday. Um, it, at first it was, you know, masks are still going to be mandated in schools despite hundreds of school districts across the state going mask optional following what happened in the courts and what happened with JCAR. Uh, um, And then the CDC comes out with their revised recommendations, and then the Illinois Supreme Court drops and says that they're not going to hear the governor's appeal, and they kicked it back to the lower court. And then the governor comes out and says day, we're going to be masks optional uh, for schools. What in the world happened?
1: For well, that day? I think first of all, it speaks to the hypocrisy of this whole situation, where you know, one day you're saying mask, 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 and then and then the next day you're not. I mean, we've we've had this. Well, in, it wasn't just we, one day to the next. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a one hour, of hours. one hour, yeah. right? And I think it really, you know, we've seen it play out in the House of Representatives, where you know, our, our friends on the Democratic side of the aisle post photos of themselves at, at large gala events in Chicago, largely. Mm-hmm. Maskless in the room, yet they they virtue signal in the House of Representatives about about wearing masks. Look, I mean, you know me, Bishop. I've been very upfront. Uh, COVID is real. I'm vaccinated. I boosted. I try to respect people's you know what they want to do. But at the end of the day, the the public the public knows best, and the public has far passed the governor on this for quite a long time. You know, when I got Gail O'Neill's report over the weekend, I think we're down to 34 cases or something like that, if I read correctly. In COVID, we're back to levels that we saw last summer, basically. You know, and this is this is the frustrating part about it, that the governor has done this all on his own without any input. The the Democrats that control the legislature have have refused to be engaged on this. And if we would have had these conversations all along, we'd be in a much different place than we are today. But, you know, obviously, the governor has flip flopped on this tremendously. I'm glad to see that the public finally winning some of this and, and, you know, moving beyond what the governor wants the wants the public to do.
0: He claims he still has the power, though, uh, that uh, well, if need be, this, in the future. this is
1: this again this is why the leg, why he needs to come to the legislature i'd love to have all my democratic colleagues and my republican colleagues on record about what the governor's executive powers are going to be? Well,
0: and it's not just that; it's the hearings, getting all of the science and data, yep. right? And Absolutely. Having, you know, a scientist present one side, and another scientist presents another side. We have not had that.
1: There's, there's still so much all over the place uh, on this, on this. And I, I think again, the the public, the I mean, you you're out and about. Everybody's out and about. They see yeah. what's going on. They go to other states and sees see what happens. You know, and and you know the fact that we've been so restricted in Illinois has not helped the people of Illinois. It has ha- not helped the economy in Illinois, and that's really, we, we got to get back to normal. We absolutely have to get back to normal. So I'm glad today is Maskless Monday. Hopefully we can move forward and get beyond this and start getting back to you know where we were before we were two years ago today.
0: State Representative Tim Butler here with us on the WMAY morning news feed, and finally, of course, you guys are coming back Tuesday. Uh, more legislative action. April 8th, the end of session. Uh, how we doing on the budget and other priorities? At
1: the yeah, same you know, this week. So this week's the deadline for House legislation to get out of the House. So it'll be it'll be a busy week for us. You know, not a great update on the budget. I, you know, uh, the, the Democrats don't engage us very much. I hear rumors about the fact that there's there's uh, a budget being put together and that we're going to hit the uh, April 8th. Deadline, but look, I think the the fact of the matter is the governor's priorities are off. Um, he's you know he's talking about using all this extra money coming in from the feds, uh, and I think I think really uh, you know not looking to the future on where we could be uh, once all this federal money's gone. And I, I worry about you know the continued extra spending that the governor wants to do. You know, forty two to forty three billion dollars when just a few years ago we had a thirty five billion dollar budget. Well, and we've know, got,
0: fewer people, we, we, we've got well. fewer people in the state of Illinois.
1: We've got fewer people in the state. Of Illinois but you know it, we can't rely on on putting our budget around this this you know federal money that's coming in or we, we need to be conservative in how we view this and I don't think the governor's looking at that and unfortunately they don't talk to us a whole heck of a lot on the budget which which they should be because I think we have a lot of good ideas on what what how we should manage the situation with the budget
0: state representative Tim Butler always appreciate you taking time with us and we'll talk again in the near You're future, welcome all right. thanks
1: Bishop